As a performer, your body is there. Hi, I'm Mad Kate, and you're listening to Sweat. Sex, work, extraction, arts, theatrics. Sweat is a series of conversations about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body at work, where work is defined as the labor of survival, the labor of care, creativity, and capital A, art. How exactly do we define our work, and how does that work entangle and circumscribe our sexual identities, our creative lives, and the ways in which we provide care? We artists here are creating our own world. Whether you like it or not, but whether it's beautiful for you or not, we understand our system, and we don't have to create for you to please you or to please someone. My hope is these conversations are a means to speak between intersectional bodies by anchoring in common space as sexualized bodies, as working bodies, as artistic bodies, and as performative bodies. How do we perform tasks, acts of care, and identities? So you can't wait for them, for you to become an artist. The question now becomes, do you need a white cube space before you show your work? No, you don't need it. So we make use of the available things that we have, alternative spaces, something which can even connect to non-artists. Because people who go to the museum or spaces to watch arts, you know those people are art-related. So what about those who are not art-related? How do they also experience the art? How do they also get to know or appreciate the arts? Today I'll be sharing a conversation I had with Mawena Amuji, a sculptor and resident administrator at Perfo Cray's International Artist Residency in Kumasi, Ghana. His works explore the idea of existentialism and material aspects of objects and humans. He works with disused materials, cathode ray, tube television sets, computer monitors and fabrics, repurposing them into new alternative lives. We spoke about artists who are working to carve their own world outside of what might be desired or expected of them by the European art scene or influential funding bodies, and especially his connections to Black Star Lines Kumasi, the community of contemporary artists based at the Department of Painting and Sculpture at KNUST, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. My name is Mawena Amuji, and uh, I'm an artist, and also currently the administrator for Craziness Artist Studio, Perfocus International Artist Residency. I'm a graduate, and I trained as a sculptor, and I obtained my degree in the University of Science and Technology, the Department of Painting and Sculpture. So I'll tell you a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. It's a project I've been doing for a while. So it's about work, how we understand our identities in doing and performing work, performing uh, whether it's artistic work or other work, where we see the intersections between our creative and artistic identities mm -hmm. uh, overlap with our work or not, mm. how that happens, how we see our identities as we perform them in those different characteristics, in those different contexts. How we also understand our bodies in those contexts. With all those things that the body carries, and the conversation is much bigger than what we can do here now. So I limit it to 40 minutes. Okay. And it's also a, a labor exchange because I recognize it's your time and your labor mm. to be with me. So um, I offer a small payment for the interviews. Uh, which is 10 euros, the equivalent of 10 euros. So that's what I've been doing as a small exchange of labor. 
And I also ask for permission to use, use the audio. The audio, yeah. And also give you the audio at the end that yeah. you can use it if you want to, the way you want to, maybe in your work. My first question is: Do you consider yourself an artist? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most uh, difficult question, but. If I consider myself an artist, yes, I'm an artist. What makes me an artist? Uh, I think it's also on different levels. I will say that uh, I trained. It may be due to my training I had from uh, the senior high level and also to the university level. That was even my year was the year we were introduced to sculpture in the whole school for the first time. So my first encounter with sculpture my first class in the sculpture class made me to decide that okay i want to be a sculptor i want to be an artist in here ghana here i would say that the moment you start to exhibit your creative mind or your creative thoughts uh, people also consider you to be an artist mm. yes because uh I quite remember before I was going to the, the senior high school, mm-hmm. I wanted to do business. So before that, uh, I think I stayed with my godfather. So the wife have been uh, studying me for some time. And she noticed that since that time I came and spent time with them, I, w- um, I was mostly interested in arts because she sees me sketching, making doodling in my book, making drawings. Yeah, and I'm always focusing on that instead of learning. Okay. Yes, so I think when, after writing my junior high exams, and I'm supposed to move to the next level, the senior high, and I decided that, okay, I want to be, I want to do business. And she said, no. She can't do business because you don't read, you don't learn. You always take your book and draw, you always do this. So you have to study visual arts. Also, when I entered the university, it was a period when uh, it was going through a silent revolution. So the revolution was about uh, the introduction of contemporary arts. That was when Black Star Line also came. The Black Star Line started the silent revolution before I even entered the university. Yeah, so the idea was to introduce us to the contemporary art scene because the university was more based, the art then was more based on scale, painting, sculpture, like acquiring the skill. And for like commercial purposes? Yes, commercial purposes, yeah. Only few people understood the contemporary because some of them traveled outside for an exchange program or studied abroad, so they were able to understand these arts movements than those who stayed. So Blackstar Line, Blackstar Line's revolution, the teachings and the ideas brought a whole new different narrative into the school's arts scene. While staying at the residency, one of the outings we made was to a group show at the Botanical Gardens, where I was introduced to the works of some members of Black Star Lines, Samuel Ba-Korte, Hassan Issa, and Jonathan Okoronkwo, and got to see how they're utilizing spaces outside of traditional galleries, catching a glimpse of what this movement meant. I asked Amuji to explain a bit more about what a silent revolution entails. The silence revolution, uh, mm, it's like a strategy. I think that's how they work. And also, they, they just like, it's like a virus sort of thing. When they want to make changes, they 
it's like I would say the silence there means you taking your time to operate or change something. Yeah, so it takes time. It's something that is done gradually for people to understand the cause of like the whole idea of what they are doing. So it's not something that is forced on you or you know, so it's something like silence. So you plant a seed, then you see it grows gradually. So you can see most of the artists that pass through the university during the when this revolution happened, you will see them. You will see what they are now doing in the art world. Yeah, you will see the changes. I mean, you will see the new ideas which are popping up. You see the kind of vast uh, difference between what were done then and what is now happening. So the change is is very effective. I think it's it's still happening. Yeah, happening because <laughs> it never ceases. Because we are also the carriers of the seed, and uh, we all believe that something has to be done. And gradually, we we want to affect the art scene in Ghana, mm-hmm. which already is happening with the emerging of spaces which are coming up, like one of the spaces, the Perfect Place International Artist Studio here, and the Craziness Artist Studio. We have SCCA Tamale. We have the Red Clay also in Tamale. Tamale is another city in... Yeah, in the northern part of the Ghana. Okay. We have the Nkrumah Valley, which all these three institutions I mentioned is is being... Uh, is the founder is an artist who passed through the Black Star Line. He's called Ibrahim Mahama, who is now really doing a lot of great things in the art scene. And Vab also is another artist that also is expanding the ideas. And uh, we have other collectives coming up, Asafo Black, and uh, we have a lot. And also some artists now becoming curators. So you, you don't only need to study curating. You can be an artist, you can be a creator. So artist curator or creator artist. And, uh, and also one thing that we were taught so was as an artist, you have to create your own show. Because in the system here, we don't have curators that have to follow you, get to know what you're doing, understand your whole practice, have time for you. No, we don't have such, uh, system here so it is embedded in whatever we were taught so as an artist you think openly you think as a creator you think as a dealer you think as an art director you think mm, you broad. Do everything yes so it <laughs> makes you acquire a lot of skills for you to survive because this is what our system is and you can't wait for the system to change before you do that. You have to embody all these things and change the system gradually. Now, some of my colleagues are into taking care of art spaces and also trying hard to expand the art scene by opening art spaces, creating collectives, doing group exhibitions, calling artists to unite to do something, put up something. And I think all these are something which is very necessary now that we need here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have to, I think we now also have to focus on how to get artists to involve in politics, to take on political positions, mm-hmm. to 
change the narrative or to change the system because um, we have the Ministry of uh, Art and Entertainment or Culture, Tourism, Art and Entertainment. But this ministry really don't know what the importance of contemporary art or they don't know. I would say they don't even know what contemporary art is. They only consider art to be the painting, the figurative painting you do or the abstract painting you do. Okay. And also the sculpting, something which is skill-based. And that's what they consider as art, but dance, other things they don't even consider. Photography, they don't really pay attention to. So they pay more emphasis on tourism and entertainment, but the art is really lacking. So many artists and other creatives I've spoken with struggle with the balance of creating art and keeping a day job in order to survive. Many would like to not have to create art commercially or directly for money, and yet cannot always carve time for our creation when they are working other jobs for money. I asked Amuji to describe a bit about his relationship to the ever-powerful foundations and purveyors of those mysterious things called art grants. I requested for a grant. I applied for a grant. But the grant has a limitation. They were looking for people who are already working in the field of changing the narrative of the African story. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, not people who are carrying out their own projects working in other fields but who need grants to push whatever research they are doing but they have like uh, a specific idea of what they want to do so even if you're an artist and uh, you are not working in that direction then you have to be forced to work in line with what they are doing mm, that's frustrating yes so for me I, I just decline yeah because I don't need to change my whole kind of mindset because of small grant that will be allocated to me to work. And this grant even is not going to benefit my individual practice. It's just for what you you want. Sounds like they want to check a box. Yes. <laughs> because they have they were saying they have other grants that is coming. So for me I see it like the right to get funding from external institutions. And uh, because they want more funding, they try to do pro little projects that will continue to bring in funds to them. So, yeah. so that's one of the uh, important questions that mostly we receive as an artist in general, but also as an African artist and looking at our system. Uh, for me, I think it's not easy. Yeah. And uh, today I was telling Iroko about how hard it is to survive here in Ghana as an artist. Yeah. And how a lot of my mates who we study arts just branch to other fields because they have to survive. Yeah. Yes, because the arts system here is not responding to what you produce, what you create. So you need to focus or uh, like look into other art scenes elsewhere apart from your system here because I can say that most of the big artists we have here in Ghana mostly earn their money not from this system 
right. from the system abroad. Right, okay. Yes. That is why most of them are also trying to see how to put, get our system in order so it can also generate something for readers who are coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, for me, it's, it's very difficult. And sometimes, yeah, so I was telling her that sometimes you need to be mentally strong mm-hmm. because you always have to fight this challenge, this uh, nightmare of you questioning yourself what you are doing with your life and also you seeing your your colleagues who your contemporaries who have moved to other fields and they are uh, they are able to sustain themselves or support themselves or are doing well by not doing art you begin to feel uh bad about it that's why do you still why, why am i still doing the art i'm not getting anything from it uh, yes because our system also demands that uh, you would be pressured from even your families to get their life and by so doing they mean you have to settle down you have to marry you have to get your own house you have to cater for even them the the family Mm -hmm. yes and all this pressure is also there so sometimes you have to be really fighting with your mental your mind and i do that a lot i mostly but i have to be strong and just keep on pushing because uh, i think if you are a Ghanaian artist you are practicing I think then you really believe in what you are doing. Then you really, you don't only, it won't be an, like, even though you are you are wishing to also be relevant to the art scene and also get some money through what you make, I think most of us also just love what we do as an artist. Because maybe it's, it sometimes relaxes as you work, enjoy, your own world and also heal you as well so mm-hmm. sometimes um, going through this mental battle is kind of <laughs> depressing <laughs> i would say because yeah. it's difficult to fight over it over, over and over again so how do artists bring about change when the job that they love and that brings them joy also brings them mental anguish when it's embedded inside structures of violence, structures that are racist, classist, and born out of colonialism, how does the art world get turned on its head? How do these narratives ultimately become transformed? I think um, the change also depends. The kind of, see the ideas, let me use Black Star Line for example, mm-hmm. because the art scene has been studied and know it's, the chrono, uh, the, is it the chronological, like how it started and where it's moving. So sometimes uh, we do sometimes certain info, like you pay attention to what wasn't paid attention to in the art world, or uh, you you try to use what you have here to respond to certain theories that have been made. Uh, in the past or in the art scene now. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, let me see if if we, we also respond to our mediates 
system as well. That is why I made mention that we don't have these institutions. So you can't wait for them, for you to become an artist. Mm -hmm. You have to practice. And do you need, the question now becomes, do you need a white cube space mm -hmm. before you show your work? No, right. you don't need it. Right. Because if you need it, then you are not ready to practice an artist. Yeah. So we make use of the available things that we have, alternative spaces something which can even connect to non-artist because uh, we are making the art for people to appreciate people to kind of see what you are seeing what they are not seeing so if I'm using a particular material people know of this material but they've never paid attention to what the material can do Mm -hmm. So I have to show them what the material can do. Mm. And after sh doing that, I don't have to keep my work indoors or give it to an institution to show for only uh, a, a particular group of people. Because people who go to the museum or spaces to watch arts, you know those people are art-related. So what about those who are not art-related? How do they also experience the art? How do they also get to know or appreciate the art? We artists here are creating our own world. Yeah, we are just creating our own world. Whether you like it or not, whether it's beautiful for you or not, we understand our system. And we don't have to create for you to try to please you or to please someone. You create what you feel. You create what you think is important. You create what you think is urgent. You create what you think is necessary now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because maybe how the art scene is now, in 10 years to come, maybe might change. Because now people are bringing up a lot of spaces. So in 10 years' time, maybe people wouldn't think of bringing up spaces, but rather changing their narrative of the already existing spaces and transforming it into different things. Right. Yeah. So I think the generations of the artists that will be coming will respond to the, uh, the system differently. In the first episode of Sweat, you heard an interview with the director of Perfo Craze International Artist Residency, Vabeni Elikim Fiatsi, also known as Crazinist Artist. Perfo Craze International Artist Residency is where Emuji is also working as an administrator. And they are now running a GoFundMe campaign to be able to buy the location where they have the residency. Since the residency is a kind of exile for queer persons, activists, and artists, it is important that it remains so, especially in light of the anti-gay bill that the government is trying to push through Parliament. Amuji, Vameni, and others are reaching for international support to keep the space alive. Is this residency your primary source of, of kind of sustainability of income and or do you have any other way of earning income at this point? Yeah, so for now I would say that uh, working with this residency I think for now that's my only source of income. I'm I'm still working on putting some things together to get a side business. Uh, gradually, I'm just working things out. Uh, 
as we know, the residency itself is an infant residency, and every burden is now on the director. So we don't necessarily get paid for our services because uh, we also believed in the system, which is because we know the system that we are already living in, and we need spaces to change certain narratives. So sometimes you believing in what others are doing and uh, helping to bring these spaces up would also affect a greater good than your individual uh, benefits. And also I think the, the one of the trainings that I had back in the uh, undergraduates through the Black Star Line also is this communal uh, spirit. You helping artist to artist, bringing, helping to bring something up is also very key because we understand that, okay, it's difficult to pay people to do something. First of all, there is no money to do that. That is why we are all going through this difficulties as an artist. Mm-hmm. So what if we bring out spaces that can expand the scope of the arts, mm-hmm. then certain changes will also come with it. So sometimes we we have to help organize things, team up with certain artists to help them push their dream and agency and vision. Yeah. So I would say the space in Tamale also is one space that most of the things that happens there is the same Blaster Line students from the Blaster Lines and also some artists who team up together to put things in order in place for it to run. Yeah, so the same spirit that we run here. So some of us, we, we not, even though we need money for something, but we are not necessarily into it. We rather pay attention to the aim of this space and how the space can grow. Mm-hmm. And we see what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, That is why I want to get something. I don't really want to depend on the space to uh, get my... Incomes. If we want to work on something, then we see who is best in such area, and that person works on it. Mm-hmm. Then instead of paying the outsider, who doesn't even get connected with the space, mm-hmm. we pay ourselves. Yeah. Yes. So that is what we are doing now, and that is what uh, I can see is the money or the labor, like there. Right. <laughs> yes, the money. <laughs> that sustained me now. So, yeah. Right. For which, so for like labor like this? Yeah, so works that needs to be done in the house. Like someone, okay, we know this work, this person is good at it. So that person works on it instead of bringing an external body to right. come and work on it. So. Great. So yes. that's the strategy we are working on. Do you feel like you can survive? As a, as a, in this, not necessarily as an artist, but as a, just as a body. We need, we need institutions. We need institutions. So if we have a ministry that really understand the art system, the art scene, then that's when we can have this image, uh, spaces available, creating national space, national museum of contemporary arts, creating things which can open up or increase the art scene and have people who are studying in different fields 
to acquire those areas. Yes, so if definitely we have such basis, that's when you will see people studying into history, art history, or art director, or take learning or acquiring skills that can make them run a space. But for now, we have such no thing. So artists are now trying their best to not depend on the government system, but create their own system, create their own world. So, so for now, this is what we are doing in Ghana, creating our own spaces, creating our own world. You just heard from Mauwena Amuji, sculptor and administrator at Perfo Cray's International Artist Residency in Kumasi, Ghana. To support the residency, you'll find a link to their GoFundMe campaign in the show notes. There you can also find out more about Black Star Lines, a community with a lineage of radical art and community projects since the 1990s, and whose networks expand across a growing number of schools, institutions, museums, and art professionals across five continents. You've been listening to Sweat. Sex, Work, Extraction, Art, Theatrics, a podcast about performance and performativity of the sexual and sexualized body at work. Sweat was produced by myself, Mad Kate. The theme music was composed by me and features the voice of performer and actress Lori Baldwin. The completion of this project was supported by the German publishing rights organization, GEMA. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a positive review wherever you listen and mention it to your friends. Thanks so much. Until next time.